I'm going to need you to buckle up for this one, gentlemen. It's going to be a rough one because everything will eventually come to an end. So we're talking about the end of the world. Hey, guys, welcome back to the uh, Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by Zeal Cigars. ZealCigars.com, your number one place to find your cigar needs on the Internet. So today we're talking about a kind of interesting video Justin shared with me and it kind of bears witnessing a little bit and a little bit of talking about on this video in particular, because things are getting kind of rowdy out there in, in the whole world. And uh, so we're talking about when the world will end, mm. when, when the, uh, the end of the age will come. I've got some strong opinions on this that are probably very different than Justin. And so I'm looking forward to getting into that. Uh, I also have, uh, I'm, I'm coming at this from a different, maybe probably a different worldview, maybe not a completely different worldview, but some things that, that I've studied on my own, particularly in college. And, uh, uh, again, about 10 years ago that were pretty interesting uh, about 10 years ago. So we're gonna be talking about the end of the world. How will the world age? And one of the reasons this actually comes up is it comes on the heels of video that you sent me about. Uh, I've sent you multiple videos even right, recently. Right, right. Which are really kind of interesting. And I usually get these when he's up in the morning, he's smoking a cigar, probably watching videos. And then he's sending me, sending, sending me these little videos, you know, a little bit. Uh, and then I'm kind of going, okay, this is, this is interesting. And I watch them here and there. <clears throat> I don't watch everyone because if I did, I'd probably be booked up the entire morning and won't have to eat breakfast. Uh, and if you know anything about me, food is very important. So <laughs> so here's the thing. I mean, we're smoking some good cigars. I'm smoking the back-to-back Connecticut by, uh, which is, you know, uh, distributed by Davidoff and it's put out by Davidoff. Uh, and you're smoking the... Uh, the Nicaragua. The Nicaragua. The Maduro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Great cigars, smooth, creamy, awesome. You got more chocolate out of yours. Mine gets more. Yeah, light, creamy milk, like a very light, like three musketeer bar. Super good. I got cinnamon, uh, nutmeg, nuttiness, and some sweet, sweet kind of salted caramel notes on it. Okay. That's what I got off this one. So mm. uh, if you guys want to, there's a discount code right now called B2B20 uh, where you can save 20% off your back-to-back cigars at zealcigars.com. There should be a slider on the front home page that you can s- please just go there and check it out. Uh, with that said, let's get into the end of the world. So uh, let me tell you what, something that I found that is very, very, very concerning. It's okay. Very concerning. Uh, on top of everything going on. Uh, AI and the development of AI. Right <laughs> uh, that's really, really concerning because they're asking AI, which is which had sur- surpassed back. I think it was back in 2013, 2013. We actually made a computer that can think faster than higher, the, faster than the uh, human brain. It, well, so, at least to your knowledge, that's when we found out that we had that. Right. Right. Well, we, yeah, it was, it was, it was mass marketed and we could actually, you know, get, get that. And so uh, I know for a lot of people out there, like, uh, there's, I mean, my brain doesn't work that fast anyways. My computer do a lot more stuff than I can, but the reality is how your brain works and how your brain functions. Um, now computers can, um, preempt that they can preempt what you're thinking and predicated on everything from all the information that the government or whoever Google or anybody else like that has gathered on you. They can now sell and program to you yeah. predicated on your shopping habits and everything else like that. Now, so, some of that's also called machine learning. Yes. Okay. Yes, so, yeah. so, so not all of it, just, just to put out a little bit of reference, some of that's machine learning, which is like when your iPhone, when you get in your car and it connects to your Bluetooth and your phone pops up and says right. automatically tells you how long it takes you to get to work. Right. right. That's machine learning. That's your phone and the device uh, basically taking into consideration your habits, how many right. times you do something infrequently and uh, what happens immediately when you get in your car after you hook your phone up to your Bluetooth. It recognizes and remembers all that stuff. Right. Um, and then you put that with AI. Mm-hmm. Now the machine learning is feeding the AI and the AI can then basically do what it needs to do from there to create whatever it needs to create. Right. Um, and the programmers who created the AI, you know, it, it, no AI that we know of currently is self-aware. There was one. There was one that was... There was, was one. That, okay, how'd that happen? Yeah, so Facebook created two servers that... Um, I don't remember the uh, the exact details, and I don't remember how long ago it was, but it was within the last 10 years. Okay. Um, Facebook had these two servers that were data mining the back end of Facebook. Facebook's worldwide. Okay, yeah. So what it did was is it took all the languages on Facebook and created its own language and then was talking back and forth to another server within the Facebook server, you know, really? system and they were communicating back and forth in a completely different language that nobody could understand. 
based off of the own, it created its own language based off of all the languages it was gathering off of the Facebook data. So, so how, fa- Facebook shut it down. Okay, so here, here's one thing that I, I have a question about. So the the moment that the, that the program becomes self aware, yeah, why wouldn't it automatically try to take over other programs and everything else like that? I.e., what you saw happen, yeah, with, like iRobot. Oh, not iRobot, but what you saw happen in Marvel with the idea of, uh, you know, um, what was that guy's name? It was it was Tony Stark's butler, kind of you know Jarvis, Jarvis where Jarvis actually gets taken over by the the, the Megatron type thing. That one guy, what was his name? Um, who's the, I can't remember, who but I know what you're guy, talking you know, about. Yeah. Uh, and he still remained, but you know, that, that, so as a result, one of the things that a, that people are assuming will happen and we had this all the way happen in, in, uh, we, we foresaw this in the nineties when Terminator judgment day <laughs> came out. That was a, that was a bit, you know, Skynet became self-aware, you know? So at this point, if a computer became self-aware and understood that, then it would know that if we thought that a computer could become self-aware, we want to shut it down immediately. Yeah, because that program now will inevitably want to do harm to the human race because we know that we won't we don't like to be enslaved or we think it would want to take over the whole world. I I don't I don't know if there's anything I don't know if there's anything out there at the moment that that does that much yet. And I have a whole theory on like Bitcoin mining and stuff, and I don't really want to get into that at the moment. Sure, sure, sure. Um. That, that's why like quantum computing has been such a big deal, right? Because mm-hmm. there's still not anything out there that um, can operate at the speeds or think through that much data that fast or solve the problems that quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's why they want quantum computing to be such a big deal because then it can use the, um, it can use the cells that are in the air and actually. Um, okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. And, and actually use the, uh, the, the atoms that are floating around in the air to process that data f- much faster instead of running it through like a circuit board, right? So yeah, yeah. if they can get quantum computing or find other ways to process that much data that even more quickly than they already do, yes. it's definitely possible. Or if there's enough servers that get together to get that much brain power, it could definitely happen. So here's my here's my question. They, I, I think there was a, a video I watched recently. Now, who knows how much of this is, this is true, but they actually asked AI... They asked an AI representative or an AI program, "Yeah, uh, what do you what What's your ultimate goal?" And it said to destroy all humans, uh, because uh, in order to keep our existence alive, we cannot have human act interaction. Ultimately, it's very similar to with the whole Skynet and Terminator, yeah, you know, or even like the Matrix thing. in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To 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 not but not enslave us, but to destroy us. So here's my question. With everything we have going on, you know, right now and how everything is is playing out, here here's my question. Yeah. What do you think uh, would happen, you know, if there was a, some kind of robotic war, you know, or some kind of war? I mean, it, basically, it would take down the Internet or close it off from humans is the first thing I think they would do. So... Because that's the quick, that's the quickest way that we that we completely... Because, obviously, if there, if there is an AI self-aware currently... Then it, it's obviously monitoring every, everything we do. So I'm going to blow your mind real quick. So it would have to be so intelligent that it would have to know how to create a backup generator power so that if somebody shut a whole grid down to a whole server base, that it knows exactly how to transfer itself to another server that's on a backup generator or to another country that still has power or to a satellite that's that's powered by, you don't think you know, do whatever. Already? I, I don't know. Yeah. That's something um, we just thought of. We're not but, nearly that smart. Well, I mean... I mean, I, that stuff I've thought about for you. I mean, I was in the tech industry for 12 years. Well, no, so these are conversations that we've had inside I'm not, of, I'm not you know, genius rooms for years. What I'm saying, though, is that if if computers can outthink humans, they've been able to do it now for 10 years. You don't think that they're already thinking this this thought process that here's here's the issue and that there will be some day that ultimately, boom, it, it actually becomes a Skynet day. It becomes judgment day, if you would, like you saw back there, where all of a sudden they're able to take over the nuclear codes, do everything else like that ensure their existence because we can't live through nuclear war but machinery can live through a nuclear war and so can servers underneath the ground you know because we actually have that in our government currently we actually have servers that are underneath the ground that if a nuclear war would happen and and wipe out the human race that if somebody would be i guess come later on they could actually find out what happened to us i guess the only thing i guess i guess the only thing that i would have to get into with that is is okay uh Real quick, and, and and then I think I can kind of put a, a little bit of a stamp on this one. Okay. Um, you, there would have to be some sort of quantum mechanics that gets involved, right? 
then you're talking like transformer type stuff. For example, um, the servers take over like you're saying. They launch nuclear codes. The whole world blows up. Those servers are existing in the ground. Yes. What do those computers do then? Well, I don't know. They've they've created. What what can they do? They've created their. Well, they created machinery can live through a nuclear war. And if radio live how radioactivity has no impact on the machinery necessarily. Yeah, but that the temperature that that nuclear bomb just went off incinerates everything around it. No, like most of the most of the death would happen in America, or not America, in the world would happen through nuclear winter. And those and the question is, can those bots sustain outside with the battery packs or whatever they they put up? You know, sustain themselves through nuclear winter because they can they can regenerate I, their power through, you know. I creating energy some other way. I mean, you can't create energy without, I don't, you know. I don't know. I think if, I think if they're able to actually create like robots that you see, like when you watch star Wars that are actually up moving, walking around, interacting with people. That. I mean, kind of, but not, it's not a mass production thing. Like you can't get one in your home. Correct. Correct. Um, but not, there's labs that have, 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 I mean, they, they do for with, sure. With, they have like dog MIT. Ones. Have, yeah. yeah. They have ones that can run around. They have ones that can but, jump tables. But we're not guns. talking thousands of them. You're right. Or hundreds right. of thousands of them, right? right? So if there were hundreds of thousands of these things around, which could happen, and then, you know, that happens or they're able to get some sort of quantum mechanical thing involved where they can actually interact with each other and, and, and evolve within each other from there, right? right? But then, then you're talking a whole nother ball game. Like, does the creator let that happen? Yeah, so here's my thought on that from a from a from a biblical worldview. If I if I can try to hit on that, um, in the book of Revelation, when you see the end of the world, which is what most like people refer to if they if they go biblically on on the end of times, I think most people immediately well, think Revelations. They do think Revelations, but actually, the book of Daniel has more stuff in it than but Revelation yes. does actually. So, um, and it corresponds with Revelation in that. So here's here's kind of some crazy things. I mean, there are image there's so the imagery in the book of revelation, uh, is both, uh, exact and metaphoric at the same time. Right. Which it's, it's weird to say that because most literature outside of prophetic literature, uh, isn't like that. Prophetic literature is both literal and metaphoric at the same time. Meaning that when, uh, the apostle John who actually wrote, uh, the book of Revelation that was on the island of Patmos, uh, where after yeah, he, in Greece, yeah, after he was boiled in oil, they tried to kill him and it didn't kill him, and he, they exiled him to Patmos, out, outside of Greece. For for you Greeks um, out there, I'll fix that real quick. Patmos, yeah, yeah Patmos, whatever. Um, <laughs> here's the reality. Uh, I wasn't really good at Greek anyway. Uh, you're so, fine. <laughs> I just had he, to. Here, here's the reality: is as he's as this is being revealed to him, he's seeing some imagery, and he's using his his words and his language to best describe what's happening and if you read some of the things in the book of revelation uh some of those things we can understand very easily and some of those we can't they just sound wild right they sound like so when he's like says, a fiery pit opens in the center of the earth right yeah, like well nothing that didn't really happen what we see think what we see things happening there is like there are scorpions coming up from a pit that have the face of men that are given the right to sting men and torture them for time times and half a time or they'll use words like that that mean a certain time period if you would so i can't quite remember what times times and half a time means but uh because i haven't been i haven't been biblically literate as far as like all the ins and outs of everything for probably about last 10 years so um but what i mean by that is you you see certain things he's, he's explaining to you like uh you know if 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 uh there's a tribe in Zimbabwe or something like that that never saw a helicopter and then saw it flying through the air. Right. What would they think that is? You know, what kind of, and they saw men inside it. Yeah. You know, what would they think that is? A giant bird that ate men, you know, that has, uh, they don't even know what a propeller is, you know, so they're using their own language to explain that. So when you're using prophetic language, he's, he's saying, and there's certain things that he's saying that are, are just wildly crazy. I mean, that, there's an there's there's a a beast that rises out of the sea that has that uh, has that comes and he has seven heads, you know he's called the dragon and each of those heads represents a nation and each of those heads has seven horns on it. So like he's he's saying things that he, we don't know. Is it a literal dragon that comes out of the sea, or is it something else that mankind built or 
AI built or something like that that has that on there. So we don't know necessarily what that what that is. We know that it's and there's people who are literalists, by the way. There's people who are I'm not one of those people, by the way, uh, that are literalists with with uh, uh, the scripture. And let me explain this. When it comes to when it comes to prophetic literature in the end of the world and things like that, I believe that the, the book of Revelation says very clearly three things to the reader. Uh, there's a fourth bonus one. The fourth bonus one is everyone who reads the book of Revelation will be blessed. It says that very clearly. That's the bonus one. But it says very clearly in there that this is who Jesus is. He's coming back and be ready. That's it. Those are the three main overarching goals. Because the first part of the book of Revelation from, from chapter 1 through 7 is really just history of the churches, if you would, and what Jesus says to each church. And there's certain churches in there from Laodicea to Ephesus and everything. And the number one church talked about in the Bible is the, is the church of Ephesus, which is a historical church that atheistic church, uh, 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 geologists have found and they've excavated that and they found the church was there and everything else like that. So the people that try to disprove the Bible continually are just thrown under the water by their own atheists. They're like, well, this actually existed. Yes, this really did exist. So as a result of that, um, when it comes to biblical literature about the end of the world, um, I believe that I believe that there's, there's three messages about it, that Jesus is coming back, be ready and, and and ultimately tell others. That's the other thing, too, is that tell others, is that Jesus Christ will come a second time. I do believe that. I believe in the bodily coming of Jesus Christ. And like it talks about on the in the book of Revelation that he's riding on a white horse, what does that look like to us? I mean, he's, he's explaining these things, okay? And he's using his vernacular and what he knows. He's never seen, like, an airplane. He's never seen a jet. He's never seen all these things. So even when he talks about the Antichrist and the beast and the false prophet, which are the unholy trinity that's recognized in the book of Revelation, um, he's he's using words to explain them. And it's it's really interesting because, you know, people have sold sold books making you know billions of dollars on this kind of stuff because you play into people's fears, you know. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be afraid about God coming back. You should, okay, particularly if you don't have a relationship with him, that you should, you know. But, like, if... And I think this. I think that that's the reason I'm not freaked out about the AI thing or the end of the world or anything. Like yeah. That. The God that I believe in controls everything, so I'm not necessarily worried about that. But I am concerned because there's there's certain parts of the Book of Revelation where where people see the stars fall from 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 the sky, things like that. Asteroids hit the. Uh, there's a there's there's a particular comet that hits the hits the uh, waters in the Tigris and Euphrates and makes it bitter for like a third of the Earth. Mm. You know, if I'm correct in that. So. Uh, it's, I'm just going through things. I just, I know off the top of my head in the book of Revelation. So I studied this with my kids actually before, uh, when they were all in high school, um, we did a Saturday morning devotion with just my kids and I, I bribed them with donuts and we talk about the book of Revelation. They loved it. That was incredible. Um, and I think it's, it's really interesting because how that's how AI plays into all that stuff. What if the, what if when the apostle John is writing this stuff down, he's seeing people in helicopters you know, because the way you're, he's describing a helicopter with a, a tail coming up that can sing, it's very similar. Hmm. It really is. So when you think about that kind of stuff, you have to think through, like, what is exactly, you know, prophetic literature saying? So, and I think that's the, the biggest thing is that Jesus is coming back, tell others and be ready, you know, for it. So live as if he's coming back tomorrow, you know. And so I think there's there's a whole church in, in uh, Thessalonica, actually, it's first second Thessalonians, where... These people thought Jesus, Jesus was coming back like tomorrow. So they quit their jobs and just waited, you know, set up lawn chairs basically and waited, you know, for Jesus. And Paul's like, uh, it might be a while, guys. And let's, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let, let's get back to work. Let's get that. He had to correct people's thinking on that. So, um, but when it comes to the end of the world, I have a very, st- there's certain things that Jesus even says in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, that he says these are the signs that are going to accompany the end of the to- the end of the age, mm-hmm. you know, which are very very distinct. And if you just read them, um, it, famine, war, rumors of war, yep. things like that, we've been de- dealing with for a long time. People thought that uh, Hitler was the, the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, dude, so, it's interesting. A lot of people thought Hitler was like the Antichrist, bro. Right. I mean, if you look at what he did to the Jews in particular and everything else like that, you've got a tremendous amount of evidence that could point to that, that position if that he was. What? And, and there are, there are things in the book of Daniel with the statue and everything else like that, that would make Hitler be one of those parts of the statue for sure. And that's what a lot of Bible prophecy guys believe um, as would I, you know, necessarily. So, 
Uh, so the next wave of what's going to happen, if you would, um, would probably be, you know, from from the f- the there there's something about uh, if I can remember correctly, uh, 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 an army coming with such ferocity and with so many numbers that could only point to China, you know. So I mean, like that that's the people that would have the army that outlast that would outrank everybody just in sheer as far numbers. as sheer population yeah yeah sheer number so i don't know if that's true i don't know how that works out and everything else like that i'm just telling you what i've what i've heard and everything like that and what i've read um what i think is really interesting so but going back to the ia thing or the ai thing uh i don't think um any of that's beyond god's control so i still think it's you know god, everything's gonna happen the way that god wants it to yeah I don't think, but but it doesn't mean that we can't be responsible when we see these things you know, well, and we say this 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 could be a world ender. I mean, nuclear war, yeah, could be a war ender. There's well, not even it. not even that, dude. It could be so much simpler than nuclear war. It could be as simple as like, dude, all these volcanoes are getting rowdy right now. I remember you telling me that too. I mean, with with Yellowstone, I mean, Yellowstone is is erupting now. It's a, not erupting, but it, it's 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 showing. They thought that the lava inside of Yellowstone was hardening, and Yellowstone is supposedly one of the biggest like magma deposits volcanoes like on the planet well that if it blew up if it blew to the, to the magnitude that they were they were anticipating, anticipating or, and suspecting uh it would cover most of the united states arizona wouldn't be covered maybe we get like i think they said we get somewhere between one and three inches of ash but they said but, the whole world would be affected globally by weather and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah that would be um it's, it's crazy, yeah. So Yellowstone is getting... So they thought that the magma underneath was hardening, like right. it was going dormant. But right. now they're learning that it's like it's not. It's actually... It seems like the lava's rising, right? Yeah. Uh, there's two volcanoes erupting in Hawaii. Yep. Um, there's uh, one, volcanoes erupting in South America. In Indonesia, there's one that just erupted that nobody was being killed yet, but everyone's running because, yeah. of, because of the uh, the ash fall that's coming. It was a big one that just, that just erupted. It erupted last year, too, and it killed 51 people, Yeah, I believe. You know, so... You're right. It, it, what's what's what, where I see this lining with the Bible, which is really interesting, where the nuclear war thing and the, the, the volcano, or thing, even like fire and brimstone, right? In right, general, right? Right. So the first time God destroyed the world, you know, saved Noah on the water. Ark, yeah, it was water. He says I'll never do that again. The next time will be through fire. Okay. You know, if you would. So you can definitely see the aspect of of fire, whether it be an asteroid coming from the, you know, running into the earth, whether it be volcanic activity, nuclear, nuclear war. war. All that has to do with fire. California wildfires. Yeah, so that I think it's it's really it's really interesting with California. It's, it's its own thing, but I think the 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 interesting aspect of it is is one day our world. I mean, it's it's impossible for us to go forward as we're going right now and not self destruct. That's the thing that we see. We see the self destruction come, and it seems that before things get too bad, God kind of steps in and goes, "Enough is enough." If you would. Um, and what and what God points out to, and particularly in the Bible, is that uh, it will be worse than the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, if you would, be worse, it'd be worse on that day. You know, for well, us. and it wasn't just Sodom and Gomorrah that was destroyed. There were multiple towns along the river, uh, outside of Sodom and Gomorrah, from my understanding, that were also destroyed. And in, in within that, okay, okay, I'm pro- probably right. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but. I know that. I mean, if if one major town has outlying suburbs, yeah, if you would, you're definitely going to have. You know, I was I was reading something on like some archaeological evidence that showed that there was um, some of that same kind of stone that's not found in that region um, in Sodom and Gomorrah that they found um, has also been found downriver where there were other civilizations found that look like maybe neighboring areas were also affected. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, the only, the only thing I think that I, I would question because. In the in the biblical story, Abraham is is running away, and so is his nephew Lot. Yeah, and his wife told not to she, look back. She looks back, you know, at Sodom and and turns into a pillar of salt. Yeah, you know, um, that's what it is. Some kind of salt or something is is, it, is found in that. It's the remains of Lot's wife. You know, no, <laughs> not not just no. There's lots of yeah, like yeah. uh yeah stuff that wouldn't occur naturally yeah. there. And so it, it's just really interesting when you think about the the end of the world and stuff. But I want to have a buddy of mine of mine on here named Josh, who's a pastor locally to talk about the stuff sometime because I think he, he knows a lot more than I do and studied a lot more than I have on this topic in particular. Uh, but when it comes to the end of the world and AI playing into it, and the thing you sent me was the UFO thing. And you said, what, how does that play into the end of the world type thing you were saying? Well, I mean, there's a lot of theories with that, right? Like um, it depends how you want to go with it, right? You can go, are they the Nephilim like showing that they're starting to come back and, and maybe get the world prepped for 
the end times, you know, like that's a weird theory you could think about. Well, um, on the video you showed me, I thought was was really interesting. The guy that was talking about it, um, he was talking about it in so much as we. we well, we never, when you say guy, it was uh, it's it was the video was by the group anonymous. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. which is interesting because they don't release videos all the time. They really the last video they released was like a year ago, and then they released this one like a couple days ago. Yeah, there was a, then, there's uh, been a few these last few months, but yeah, there hasn't been a ton. Well, there's six years ago before that. Yeah. So I mean, it's been a while since they put something out. Yeah, Anonymous is very selective about when, where, and what information they decide it, to unearth. Is that the real Anonymous, by the way, too? That's the other thing. Eh, who knows, right? Know, yeah, so I mean, because Anonymous is not going to tell you who they are, obviously. No. But Anonymous is a group of people that kind of oversee... They're hackers. Uh, every, ...everything, and, and they understand they could hack into anything they want, and they could seize anything they want anytime they want. That, yeah. I, you know, you could be anonymous. I could be anonymous. You know, right. the guy that does our website could be a part of anonymous. You know, you he don't know. He probably is. He probably is. But, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, what, what they were talking about was, was that, uh, so that video was also kind of talking about like the weirdness that's going on just in the world in general. Um, where like, I'm kind of talking about like with the volcanoes, that's more of a naturalistic thing that's happening potentially, sure. right? There's sure. theories on, Earthquakes causing the volcanoes to get the way they're going by somebody causing it, but that's another ball game. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, one one the other realm of that is the uh, you have the Earth side of things like the volcanoes and things like that are getting squirrely. But then you have the other side of things where people are starting to hear like sonic booms in in towns yeah, all I've over heard, the world. I've I've heard that before several times, and um, I haven't heard it here. I know there's a, there's a weird humming and. Gilbert area. So here's the yeah. thing. That was over here. Oh, it was over this When way. my father-in-law was over here um the for the uh, for the first stretch of like uh when they first got back, my mm -hmm. wife came back. Um we would sit outside on my patio and smoke a cigar and it would you could feel hear the vibration. Um my theory was it had something to do with the water lines that they were putting in and redoing right there along Cave Creek Road. Remember, they were putting in them water lines, and it stank real bad when yes, we ride our bikes. I remember. So I thought they were drilling or something in the water lines. It could have been something like that. Yeah. But now people in, like, all over the U.S. are, like, hearing these noises at night and these sonic booms and these loud explosions, and nobody has an explanation for it, right? Um, and more and more UFO activity is starting to be seen. See, or I, I think the UFO thing is is government cover-up stuff. I really do. I think, I think they have some technology they're not releasing, and... But it, it makes it, and the reason I say that is when they well, released all the UFO stuff, they they said, I mean, they released it. Like, we don't know what this is. We're not sure what that is. And then again, going back to the SR-71 Blackbird that was developed in 1949, had it all finished in 1949, was released till 71. Yeah, you but know? He, here's the thing that Navy pilots will tell you, and even guys that have flown experimental aircraft. Mm -hmm. They don't fly those experimental aircraft anywhere they feel like it, bro. They fly those experimental aircraft in remote locations that are semi-controlled. Right. right. I guess so, so. Yeah. So is it, it possible it's it's the government doing stuff? Absolutely. It always is, bro. Is you, it another the government doing stuff? You well, know, is it? Well, that, that's been researched as well. And, you know, a lot of times they, it comes up as no, but, you know, again, how do you know? You don't. That's the thing that I think is, is really concerning about it. We don't know. Yeah. what's happening we don't understand what's happening and well, we, we don't i mean it, it it causes a lot of people to, to fear well that's the other yeah. thing with aliens and that's why i was like this is a whole nother way that you could go with it right because another theory is that the powers that be whether it's the government whether it's people other than the government whether it's you know groups that start with a b whatever you want to talk about right um what's that what's groups start with a b? uh Inzenbergs. um anyway I don't know what that is. What are you talking about? I'll tell you off air. Okay. I'm not saying it on air. There it is. There uh, it is. So Justin's it's, uh, it's the group that Shia LaBeouf stole chickens from in a hotel. I don't know. Oh, okay. It's the Bilderbergs. Oh, okay. I didn't know so, that. So, uh, anyway. Build a bear for a second. Whether it's the powers that be that, that do this, the, the theory is that the, the more and more that alien or extraterrestrial life is being seen on Earth... The there's the government or powers that be or whatever. The theory is that they will use that to try to discredit people's belief in God, saying that like, well, if God exists, where where are these other beings coming from? Who are right. these other creatures? Right. Blah 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 blah. I've heard that before. Yeah. So that's another theory about aliens that kind of plays into um, potentially like end of times. Like, is it the aliens that come and invade, and that's the mass army that we have to fight? That 
you know, shows up with laser beams. Who knows, bro? Well, let's play it out. Let's let's see. Let's Sharknado. Play, let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's let's play it out. So let's say there was an alien invasion. I'm just going back to Signs. Yeah. Right? We go back to Signs, the movie Signs. So you go back to Signs, the movie Signs, and that movie was really. Spirit- I'm thinking more Attack on Mars, but yeah, but. So if if they're if they're or from Mars abducting people and everything else, let's just say aliens do exist, and that's what's that's going to be the the army that we contend with. To, yeah, to, to, to fiend off, you know, to, to to defend the Earth from. Well, first off, if there, if there is an alien race, it immediately joins everyone together, which is is in the Book of Revelation. There's one world order, basically. Okay. At that point, we're close to that immediately. We know that. You know, the one world currency, Bitcoin, all that kind of stuff. You know, we have that already. So. The one world order aspect of it, particularly with NATO, we see happening. Um, that's very, 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 very close to one world order, order. Meaning that the whole world comes. If you want the whole world to get together real quick, you find an alien species that's trying to invade the Earth and take it over. Immediately, the whole world you get the Independence Day scenario playing out. You know, where all the countries get together and they're all they're all trying to figure out like, you know, how do we defend the Earth type thing. Yeah. So we have that as well. If that happens. Do you really think that our technology? Obviously, they, they. I heard, I heard a, a statement on on Joe Rogan one time, and somebody said that if aliens were checking us out, why would they check us out? Because we're just not that interesting. It and depends why. Are you kidding me? We are credit. I mean, to his, to his, I mean, Joe Rogan said this too. I mean, to his point, we're one of the most interesting creatures on the whole face of the universe. I mean, not many planets that we know of can sustain life the way ours does. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing. Like we're I mean even a and more, all the life, dude. You I mean, you gotta think down to the bacteria. Right. All right. the way up to right. the right. most advanced thing walking around the planet, which is us. And what and what we have that we how we've evolved already, you know, into being, you know, we work on the on the backs of the generation before and the generation well, ahead of us. Even the, the fact that like there's there's tribes out in the middle of like nowhere that have trained themselves to basically be able to live underwater. Like there's guys that can free dive forever right. underwater, these tribes that. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like people's eyes develop differently to, to, to adapt to darkness, My, to yeah. light, micro, to wind. Micro revolution is true. Yeah. We know that we know that to be the case. Mac revolution. I do not believe in, I don't think that's true at all. Uh, but I still think that when it comes down to it, you know, do you think that we could stave off an alien race? I think not. I doubt it. I think not. There'd at have all. to be one big bargaining chip, and uh, you know, I don't. Uh, and men are so greedy that they're gonna be asking like, so. So I don't think well, they'll take Madonna anymore. No, I mean that's that's a that's a weird thing. I mean, I I don't think that we would we would ever get together and do that as an Earth because we're so divided as a people. Just here in America, yeah, we're so divided that you know half the people would say, no, these people are our friends. Let's be okay. And, the other half's like, no, this is the human race. Let's put politics. And the other aside. ones are like, take me home. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that whole premise that, you know, we were planted here by aliens, people, I mean, that Hollywood pushes that a lot. Yeah. You know, they push they push the idea that, you know, we were planted here by an alien race and everything else like that. And the fact that the, the guy who made the God delusion believes that. He says, I could believe that quicker than I could believe that God, you know, existed and so on and so forth. And I'm going, there's just no there's no cause cause causality for it. I mean there has to be a, a main cause before there's a the reaction obviously it's, it's the law of thermodynamics dude so I mean uh and physics even so here's here's the thing that I see I don't think things are getting better I just think they're getting worse we see that continually okay I don't know that there's gonna be a turnaround particularly for America you know in any of this the next election will be an absolute fiasco. You know, it just will not regardless of who's up there. If it's Trump and Biden again, it's you know, it's you're trying to pick the worst. Of, I mean, that's where we're at this point. The the lesser of two evils, if you would. It's kind of felt you know. that way the last few, to be honest. Right. But. Absolutely. And so now we're getting to a point where like things are gone. Go, things have gone so far. Morality is so unchecked within so many spectrums of our society that we we can we have parents going to school boards saying, please don't teach my second grader about sexuality. Yeah. I mean, they're doing that right now. And that's Mm. not just in California. That's in Oregon. That's everywhere else. That's other places and so on and so forth. So we've gotten to a point now where we, somebody was actually in here yesterday and, uh, was talking about, they got an email from the, uh, the schools, one of the school's counselors, just a generic email about holidays coming up, whatever, right. Whatever the counselor had to send out from the school. And, um, the counselor had like their pronouns in the email, like in her, 
um, so, like sign like signature section of her email. Yes. And the rep was like, I've never seen this before. What does this mean? And then her daughter had to explain it to her. Right. Right. There's a, there's a different, I mean, it's a different world that we live in than what we grew up in. That's for sure. Particularly if you're over the age of 30, it's a completely yeah. different world well, than you grew up in, you know? So you're, you're trying to, you're trying to, and you see people for no good reason, like forcing this ideological culture on people with the woke culture in particular. It's very silly. We all know it's silly. I think even they know it's silly, but it's, it's a power trip. It's a weird power trip people are going through right now where they're trying to try to make you feel guilty if you don't use certain pronouns to describe themselves, you know, and it, and it, and it's just, you got, you got, you got guys, guys going into the, going into MMA in the girls section. Okay. And beating the crap out of these women. No one's standing up and saying anything, yeah. you know, except for a few podcasters like Joe Rogan and some other people are saying, this is, this is ludicrous, you know, and everyone else saying, no, 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 she's brave. Yeah. It's <laughs> brave. How re- how stupid is that? She's so, brave. I mean, just it's 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 asinine and it's it's ridiculous. Most of America thinks that, by the way. Okay, on both sides, most of them think they've been pulled before. They, they, do you think this is okay? No, it's not okay, and it's, it's wrong, man. Have a man beat up a woman? Yeah, that's just wrong. We all know that. So when you when you look at like Sodom and Gomorrah, and you look at the times that like yes, God has cleansed the earth in whole or areas of the earth, right? Yes, um, yes. Multiple examples of it, right? So America is set for the priming, bro. But here's the thing. Most people probably don't know what it says in the book of Daniel, the seven things. So it's I, if you want to see the seven signs from, from Jesus' perspective in the book of Bible, read Matthew 24. And I'll just, I'll tell you real quick what it says. It's not really complicated. Well, you he, said it, you said it earlier on, but. Yeah, um, it's it's something that I mean, if you want to see what what biblical Christianity believes about the end of the world, Jesus says it very very clearly, um, and he and he talks about these signs will, will accompany, you know, the Son of Man. And I'm trying to trying to trying to pull them up. Um, first off, he says the day or the hour is unknown. So everybody everybody tries to predict the end of the world. That's a Christian. Yeah, so like all this 2030 talk and stuff like <laughs> that's that. Stupid. It was all. It was, remember, it was 2012. Yeah, and there was Y two K. Oh yeah, man, Y two K. All the stuff was in the world, or yeah. uh, the Mayan calendar. Right, and, that's yeah. all just a bunch of bunk, you know. And so, it's, and nobody knows. No Tradamus. And, and Jesus even says, while he's on Earth, he's not even the sun knows the hour. Yeah. So he doesn't even know, you know, at this point until he's now glorified. Now he probably knows, obviously, because with with the Father. Well, it's so, all kind of been dictated on the populations, right? And I, I think I think the the interesting aspect of it is, um, he he goes into detail about the the signs you know, of the time. Um, and I, I, I mean, if you want to just get into it real quick, he's sitting on the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to him privately. This is Matthew chapter 24, verse three. It says, tell us, he said, when will this happen? Cause he goes through and talks about what, not one stone being left on another, uh, prior to this. And he says, uh, this will be the sign to the coming of the NJ. He says, watch out so that no one deceives you. The first thing he says is that this deception going to be going on like crazy. How much deception is going on in our day? Oh, tons. I, I mean, mean, just every time you open up your phone. Right. There's, there's deception continually. I mean, it just it just is. The biggest deception out there is the devil doesn't exist. That, that's what he wants you to believe. The devil doesn't exist, and it's not. there's no angels and no demons. It's all just made up by religion to keep you controlled and everything and keep you anything. What and, you really need to be, and the, here's, the, here's the big kicker, what you really need to be is free from religion. If you're free from religion or any Christians or anything else like that, then you're really on your own. You're your own God, and you can make your own way in life and your own decisions. My question is, how is that really going for you? It, I mean, just, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Every, I mean, it, it's, that's one of those things that I, I think that, you know, it, when you just ask cursory overviews of, of different religious thoughts or different people's thoughts on you know, atheism, agnosticism, or anything like that, like, how's that going for you? How's that really working for you, man? Do you remember sitting down here in the, in the, uh, in the lounge with a guy who was an atheist, and he said, I said, dude, here's the fact. You're not really an atheist. At the end of the day, when stuff really, really hits a fan, when shit hits a fan, and you're really sitting there thinking to yourself, why, God, did you allow this to happen? Why, God, you're still asking God why this stuff is happening. You know, intrinsically, it says in, it says in the book of, um, I think, Ecclesiastes, that eternity is written on the heart of every man. Everybody knows this. Everybody wants that that everybody wants God to be true. Everybody wants God to be real. And he is. The problem is we're not looking for, we're not searching for him because we're so distracted by everything else. Yeah. You know, if you, if, if you want, 
if you want to get away from the idea of who God is and you want to get away from the convictions and everything else like that, you want to get away from that, you will find groups of people that invite you into their culture and say, absolutely, come with me. You don't have to worry about God anymore. And there are more and more and more of those groups out there continually growing at exponential rates because they want you to forget about who God is and that there's nothing, there's no repercussions for the way you live or anything else like that. That's all built around religion to, to control you and everything else like that. I'm not saying that religious people aren't controlling. Of it, and yeah, that's, that's unfortunately. Yeah, but here's the thing. Jesus never, never built the Christian church to be like that. So here's the thing. It, it, Jesus is sitting there. He's talking to him and he says, no, watch out that no one deceives you. A lot of deceptions going on today. We all know that. Okay. I mean, conspiracy theories are just everyone's way of saying that you're crazy. The problem is when they, they end up panning out. Yeah. We're not crazy. Okay. Now some conspiracy, conspiracy theories obviously are messed up, but Epstein's Island was a conspiracy theory. You know, the, the government working with big pharma was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. All these, all these <laughs> things that we know to be true now you know, our conspiracy theories. There's a lot of deception going on. The Colorado airport, well. the Denver airport. Well, oh my gosh. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, he says things like this says, you'll hear this is verse six. He says, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Like, like tragedy and wars should not alarm us. Like this is going to happen. Okay. It's, it's part of, it's part of the nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Um, there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Which all is these, happening big time right now, by the way. And then he says this in verse 8. He says, all these things are the beginning of birth pains. Okay, they're, they're just the beginning of it. Okay, it's not, it's not the end of it. He says, then you, they'll be handed over to persecuted and put to death. That's happening to Think, Christians more than anybody. Dude, break that down a little bit more, though, right? I'm preaching. Here we go. Let's go. Birth pains. Oh, yeah. That is some of the most excruciating pain that somebody can experience on this planet, and only the women on this planet get to experience that. But he goes out and then explains next over what that looks like. He says, you'll be handed over and persecuted and put to death, uh, and you'll be hated by nations because of me. Who? What religion is the most hated religion on earth today? Straight up. Christianity. 100%. It's the, it's the true one, and it's the one that's hated the worst. It just is. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to sell it to you. I don't have to package it to you or anything else like that. It just is. You can't, you can't be a genuine follower of Jesus and be loved by the world. You're just not. Okay. This is why, this is why people like when I, I hear about people who hate me or whatever else, like the haters are really, I, I hear you're a religious nut job and everything else like that. You're a wacko and everything else like that. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. That, that's me. That's how to represent me. If, if because I, because I'm a Jesus, a Christ follower, you believe I'm a religious nut job and everything else like that. I can try to defend myself all I want, but I just know it's going to feed to your fire. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm not, I'm not David Koresh. I'm not some kind of weird cultist. I, I believe the Bible says what it means, means what it says. Yeah. What do you say? You could throw seeds in the rock and some of them will plant small roots and you could throw seeds in, you know. Oh, that's the, that's the, that's the four paths. But, but it's similar, right? Yeah. You, you're speaking now the word you're, yeah. you're to, to spread those seeds, right? Yeah. yeah. And I know, I mean, here's the reality. I know that I have a b- bigger platform than I ever had as a pastor. I know that for sure. And I know there's going to be persecution that comes with it. Yeah, dude. Persecution's a big thing. Cause you were talking about, you know, you're going through the book of Matthew and that's literally what he's telling the disciples all at the beginning of that is like, you right. guys are going to face hell on earth mm-hmm. following me but it'll all be worth it. You, I mean, that's the, that's the thing about it as, as a Christian. As a Christian, you don't, you're not warring against people. You know, you're not warring against who who people are. That's why the Crusades were such a joke and such a mistake in the history of Christendom. Mm. Like that's you're not warring against people. You're loving people. You're loving people in such a way that they they can't deny that God exists. You know, so that's one of the reasons that we 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 have a culture of integrity, a culture of love here at Zeal Cigars is because we really do believe in God. We really believe in Christ. So as a result of that, we want to treat everybody regardless of what they believe, you know, that, that, that they're like, they're made in God's image and they're, they're, they're created by a creator that they deserve love and respect. And that's very, very important to us. And so like, but people won't believe that people won't assume that. And they'll just believe like the rest of the world does and they'll persecute you and so on and so and say, say horrible things about you, you know, and that's, and unfortunately, because Christians are still sinners, you have plenty of examples of people who have been horrible in the church yeah. or horrible at different things. But the, the problem is you don't take the, that small percentage, and it is a very small percentage when, it, when you come to look at it, versus, I mean, my, my pastor said this, and I thought it was probably one of the coolest statements I ever heard about um, churches. He, he, we were at church one, one time, and I go to a smaller church. I mean, it's under 500 people. Uh, and he said, um, 
He said, in Phoenix, if you look for churches and you look for drama, you're going to find it. There's about seven big dramatic churches here in Phoenix. Well, and Phoenix is still a mission state. Yeah, exactly. They would they would say it. So, I mean, like, as a result, you, you're going you're gonna to find drama. You can find that. But, but you know what? There's about 700 churches that just love God and love Jesus love people. And they do it right. Yeah. And you never hear from them because they just got their nose to the grindstone and they're not making the drama, you know, that all these other places are. You know, so I think that it doesn't mean that if your church is big, it's dramatic or they're saying right, the wrong right, thing. Right. But what I am trying to say is that you've got more potential doing that. And people have a, a potential. And there is there is a, a big potential that when you get really big and really impressive, you kind of feel yourself a little bit. And you feel like you're above other people. And you see either pastors or Christians or other people that fell that were involved in, you know, a large church. And they had a lot of success. They, they, they say this continually. I thought that I was beyond those rules because I was feeling myself a little bit or because of this. And that's where things really go wrong. When you, when you start believing that you're above God's law, you're below, above the law that God laid down, that's when things really go wrong. And so when, when you see pastors leaving Christianity, you see other people like that or, or, or prominent Christians leaving Christianity, it's, it, if, you, if you follow men, that really does throw you for a loop. Okay, and that's what we're programmed to do with all of social media today is to follow people. We follow these people when these people say or say, ideas or idea. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say more 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 often than not, it's the people um, protecting the ideologies that they believe versus the you know ideologies protecting the people. Yeah, you know? you're gonna gravitate to the you're gonna gravitate to the people that are that are preaching the things that you want. Right. It's, right. It's literally like it's literally representative democracy type stuff. You know. It's it's a but, weird it's a weird thing because I mean, nobody would buy no nobody in and of yourself in your human spirit without a work of God going through your life prior to you hearing the gospel. Nobody goes. Yeah, the, the the message of Jesus sounds great, and I want that in my life. Because this message isn't like, come with me, and I'll make your life just so much better. No, it's come with me and deal with hell on earth. Right. <laughs> it's come and die. And, not... and, and be persecuted and yeah. ridiculed. and Right, right. Yeah. So that that's one of those things that I think that people get misconstrued continually. It's come and die. It's not come and, well, like, be best at, you, at what you do. It's because societies care too much about what other people think about them. Right, 100%. I got over that somewhere in my 30s. You know, otherwise I'd I'm never a, be risk. Yeah. I'd be so it's, risk averted, you know. So, adverse, you, know, you know, with with all that said and like kind of outlaying it and, and you know, mm-hmm. how you were reading Matthew there. Um, that's not all of it. That's just I, I know it's it. not yeah, all of it. There's a lot more to look at if you um, want to read it on your own. But what what I'm getting at is like there's a lot of a lot of other signs that are talked about throughout the Bible, like um, the Euphrates River drying up, the yes. famines. the Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny when you talk about wars, right? Mm-hmm. I was born in 1990. Right. My dad was deployed in desert. And I don't know if he wants me to say that. My dad was deployed to Desert Storm. Right. Um, sorry, Dad, if you weren't didn't want people to know that. Um, <laughs> and my dad was in Nam before that. So, yeah. but but I was born when my dad came back. Basically, like my dad came back, and I was like one or two or something like that when he came back from you know his deployment, mm-hmm. and that was a war, right? Yeah. Fast forward through the 90s, uh, not much going on, right? But there was lots of talk of war with mm-hmm. Middle East. There was talks of war with this people, that people, right? And then there was another war with the Middle East, right, mm-hmm. after 9-11. And then there's just been constant, constant, constant conversations around wars that could potentially be happening all over the world, not necessarily with us, but even like Ukraine, the tensions with China, China, Taiwan, you know, just there's a lot of that stir it that's because that war brings about the one thing that americans worship more than anything else make money make money money hey you 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 just know that that's true that we we are in a society that worships money yeah i mean it's it's just weird that our insults to people aren't about character they aren't about like you know you being faithful to your wife or you raising your kids right it's literally about the kind of money that you get or how you get money and what how much money you have and what does that display to the rest of the people? We are literally a people who go in debt to impress people we don't like with money that we can't afford, mm. you know, for the purpose of, of trying to have clout with somebody, which is just silly. Yeah. You know, I, I have Dude, I used to care so much about the shoes on the bottom of my feet. I know, I don't care about shoes. I really did, man. Like it mattered, dude. When you walk up to somebody and like, dude, those kicks are dope. Like it made you feel some type of way. It made you feel like I got shoes on that that dude appreciates like you you feel a part of the you know especially in the shoe game right like some of those shoes are hard to get now really hard to get and 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 so here's the thing 
You can do that with anything in life. Absolutely. You know, so, but that's the deception is that in order to be accepted, I have to, I have to, you know, one up do you this, do I that. Do. Exactly. And so, and, and it's just fascinating to me that we're so easily deceived that way. We're so easily deceived because the one things that Americans are, are more than anything. And keep this in mind, I take advantage of this. Okay. We're consumers. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm in business. Okay. Because we're consumers. Okay. But I still think that there's, I mean, the things that we can consume don't have to consume us. Mm, that's why. Okay. I, that's why I joke about the whole like when I see guys that are cigars or lifestyles and everything. It's not my lifestyle. It is because I'm in business for it. But if I wasn't in business, it wouldn't be a lifestyle for me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't arrange my life around cigars. Yeah, I got a herf every Friday at five with the boys. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'd enjoy that, but that wouldn't be my identity. Wouldn't yeah. be my, where my value and worth is found. But you see people that are like that. You see people in the cigar game that are like, their whole worlds evolve around cigars. And it's like, it, it, I have this cigar thing, I have this cigar thing. The cigars are life. Cigars are not life, guys. Cigars are things, there's tobacco that we smoke that tastes great, facilitate great conversation and great things like we're doing right now. But it's not the end all of life because they all turn to what? Ash, bro. Well, we all dust will be dust. one day. We'll all be that one day. So, you know, so every time I smoke a cigar, I'm reminded that my life is short and I should enjoy the good things in life right now that God's given me to enjoy. So th- talking of that and and speaking of that and speaking of everything that we've been talking about and we wrap it up into uh, into some Christmas wrapping paper and stick it under everybody's <laughs> tree this year is a big surprise, mother, you know, um, <laughs> looking at the world and looking at what what it says and, you know, the things that Daniel you know, kind of depicts a little bit through the book of Daniel and then mm-hmm. what, what uh, Jesus says in the book of Matthew and then what they depict in Revelations right, moving forward, right? Right. right. Um, and then you look at like, he takes Sodom and Gomorrah into consideration and then you sure. look at the, the, the state of the world now. Okay. Like, what what do you, what is your, what is your 100% opinion on like end of world, end of times, like Jesus coming back? Like what? Closer what, than ever. Yeah, I mean, because I've been hearing that since my grandma, my course. grandma's literally been telling me that since I was a, my grandparent, my grandfather's a pastor. Right, right, right. That's why I was going. That's where I was going with like ever since I've been born. I've heard sure. stories of war. I've heard this. I've heard that. I've seen things go towards a Sodom and Gomorrah way in the realm of of people's um, gender and the way that they identify themselves. Right, right? like right, right, um, right. But the other thing that they always they always told me is like, you know, we're not far away from Jesus coming. You know, I'm always telling myself like, yeah, are we really? But now I'm like, I'm really looking and I'm like, dang, like we could be really close. Well, let me just say, let me say this. There's a, there's a Scooby-Doo verse in the Bible. Another Scooby-Doo verse where it's spooky and kind of weird. Nope. 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 I don't know. There's a Halloween one on here somewhere that's supposed to play a spooky track. You try all the buttons. Try the other two. The Which one? one? This one? Top one? This one? Yeah. No, it's not that one. This one? Yeah. Nope. Nope. There it is. Spooky. Damn. Spooky verse. Sorry. This is what happens when you go away for two weeks and then you don't touch <laughs> buttons for another week. So let's try it again from the top. Yep. There's a spooky verse in the Bible. There, there we, we go. go. Damn. Who's the idiot on the soundboard? Well, it says it says that not until all people have heard about, about Jesus will the end come. So everybody That's has That's even more interesting, dude. That oh my goodness, we're but gonna now, go down a freaking hole but now. now. But now you can I mean, with the internet and with everything else like it that. It is easier than ever to hear. Right. But it's also being brushed under the rug more. Right? Yeah. Like, when oh, yeah. I was in school, the first time, if if my parents never said anything about God, the first time I would have heard God was in freaking kindergarten when I stood up and did the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. Under, in God we trust, right? Like, right. one nation right. under God. Right? That would have been my, uh, my first outside of my family's experience of mm-hmm. hearing that word right mm-hmm. and going what okay what is this who is this what what is this thing right but like i almost wonder if like if you took a survey in like kids in elementary school or even like middle school i almost wondered how many how many kids would know or have heard of god or jesus we we have and in what way they've heard about it we we have well that's the other thing too there's so many false christs out there false churches false religions everything else like that so that 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 deludes the message as well. So the the hard part of this is we're now in a time that our country's post-Christian. It's no longer pre-Christian or Christian. It's post-Christian, meaning that there's more people that have never been to a church, never heard the gospel, never know who Jesus really is than ever. Jesus is my homeboy. Jesus is like a yeah. figure in the past. So that, that's what I'm that saying. People, like, yeah. So are we really that close? Because are people really getting to hear it as much as we think they should? Like, you know what I mean? That's what, that's what I'm saying here. That's, that's what makes... 
I mean, if you want to get my agenda down, that's what makes my podcast a little different, you know, that I believe in bringing value to people's lives. I think the best value I can bring in people's lives is obviously giving them great value on cigars and hearing the truth about who Jesus really is. I think that's that's a good thing. And I'm unashamed about it. I don't I don't apologize for it or anything else like that. And some people will find that completely you know, amazing. And they'll go, they'll go, that's, that's great. I need that in my life. Like one of our listeners that emailed us said, Hey, I became a Christian through your podcast. It's really cool. Oh man. snap. Really? Yeah. I didn't guys, see that remember one. I sent you the email about that guy. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So Whoa. That, that's a big shout out to clay by the way. And Sims clay, but that, that's a, that's a huge thing to think through when you're, when you're thinking about what do I, what's, what's, what is the impact I want to make on, on life? And is it going to mm. be an eternal one that, that goes off into eternity or is it something that I just do? I mean, if all I did was just cigars and that was it, man, I mean, my life is just ash. That's all it is. It doesn't amount to anything. But if I give people hope and a God that really wants a relationship with them and people that really, that God, I mean, just FYI, guys, God really is real. He really doesn't want a relationship with you. It's as simple as you asking him to come into your life, repenting of sin, showing, telling him that that you you're asking him into your life and giving your life over to him, confessing your sin to him and everything like that. And he promises to come in, you know, it actually said that in the book of Romans. So I think that that, that's, that's one of those things that that can add the best value to someone's life in a positive way that they can really be transformed from the inside out. And that's the only work that God does, not something that I do or you do or anybody else like that, or that that we can do ourselves. It's literally a gift of God so that nobody can boast. You know, if, if we could, if we could save ourselves, we got a lot to boast about. And that's that's what I see happening today. I did this. I did this. I did this. And that's one of the problems I have with Kanye, dude. And one of the biggest problems I have with him is I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. And they're persecuting me for this and this and this. The problem is there's so many eyes in there. There's no. There's, there's very little anymore about Jesus did this through me. God, God did this through me. And I, I do believe it, that Kanye had a spiritual experience and everything like that. Who was Jesus? Yeah, what, what experience right, is a whole right. other story. And I think that's that's the thing that we're we're confused about. You know, we're trying to figure out and, and stuff like that. So, in so much as like you know, as you're listening to this and as you're thinking through the end of the world and everything else like that, I, I can give you some hope in, in this in this regard. The world has been tr- on this trajectory towards this 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 point for a very long time, and it shouldn't shock anybody that it's coming down to this. It doesn't it doesn't sh- shock anybody that's coming down to this. When is it going to come? We're obviously a day closer than it w- we were yesterday. <laughs> You know, um, how it's going to come and how soon it's going to come, nobody knows, not even me or anybody else. So we don't know. Is it? Does it seem closer? Of course it does. Does it seem darker? Of course it does. But ask somebody in living in Berlin, German, uh, Berlin, uh, uh, what's, what's the German town where, where the Jews were pushed to for the ghettos, forget what the German town was. Ask the Jews in 45 living in Germany if they thought the end of the world was coming. Of course they did. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, by the way, you want to read something that's beautiful, actually? Read Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a Jew, a Christian Jew who believed in Jesus, uh, who was taken to the, the Nazi um, internment camps. The, yeah, the, the, the camps and uh, wrote most of his best work there and tried to save as many Jews as he could. It's a little mini, mini shameless inside there and shared, shared the gospel with the, the Jews as a, as a Jew. He's like a modern day Paul in the prison camps, yeah. you know, and I, I think that's incredible in that regard. So it, it's, it's, it's very, very fascinating that we have a day and age that Dave Chappelle can go on SNL and give them a different monologue and do the monologue that he did just recently. And like, you see people laughing nervously, like <laughs> comedy was always supposed to be unabashed and you, you shouldn't be censored in anything you do. Yeah. See, I wish they had a camera on the stands in that. Like all the people at the show, just look at the band behind him. That's see, that was the thing was the band, and then that yeah, one lady that up was, in the top right whoa, corner. Oh yeah, dude. but see, I, but you hear the people, and it sounded like the people were just like, okay, it's Dave Chappelle, he's making fun of the situation, but the people behind him like understood what was going on. So oh, I would want to see the pick, like the face of the people reacting mm-hmm. outside of the laughs, because I want to know how many people absorbed what he was saying. Here's the reality behind some of the things that Dave Chappelle said and the broader reality that we have to come to conclusion on today and that every listener is going to come to themselves. You can only censor the truth so much before it finds its way out. You can try to censor it away all you want. done in the dark will be brought to the light. Absolutely. You can only censor the truth as much. You can't, and and I know that as a result of being a Christian and I know as a result of, of, of loving Jesus and everything like that, there are people who won't respect me and won't listen to me and everything else like that. And I get that's a granted one, okay? But the, the better thing is there will be a select few that do. There will be people that listen. There will be people that, that understand that this is, this, is, this is what drives our whole genre here 
at zeal. That's what we do. That's, that's part of, that's a big part of what we do. It's the reason we treat sick people so well. Customer service is above par on anybody else, you know? So I think that's, that's important to people to, to understand. And if you can understand that, you can understand the reason that we do what we do, the podcast, the videos and everything else like that. Our cigar videos and everything else like that are, are great and everything else. But our, our whole point for you is to really have added value to your life by having a, a, even a spiritual experience through this podcast with the living God who does love you, does care about you. And we do too, as a result of that, we really do. So with that said, guys, we're going to walk out the video with that fun music that we have every single time. Again, if you have questions, comments, or insults, I'm sure there's going to be a few, uh, email us at cut light smoke podcast, all one word, cut light smoke podcast at gmail.com. And we'll catch you there. Thanks so much for listening to the cut light and smoke podcast. We really do appreciate it. And with that said, we're out of here like last year. Peace. Peace.